Good afternoon, Raleigh, and welcome to this week's Eye on the Triangle, a student-run, student-scripted, and student-produced news show on 88.1 WKNC HD1 Raleigh. I am Nick Weaver. And I'm Marissa Jordan. Welcome to this week's show. We are doing a hopscotch feature episode since the festival is both pivotal to WKNC in Raleigh, and as you know, if you've been to the festival before, WKNC has a seated presence every year. Uh, we're doing it again this year with Wristband City, as we call it, I think, where we're DJing there. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We went last year. We're going to talk about it a little bit today. Uh, yeah, Marissa? And for those of you unfamiliar with Hopscotch, it's a three-day music festival that happens every September in downtown Raleigh. And it's actually, I believe it's original to Raleigh. So this is our own creation, which is pretty cool. And the festival is hosted by uh, many prominent local music venues, including Red Hat, Red Hat Amphitheater, Kings, and Lincoln Theater. Yeah, and those are all going to be in play this year. Last year, they had a few different ones. Uh, they turned the CAM, uh, I forget what that's called, Central Art Museum, something? Contemporary. Contemporary Art Museum uh, into a venue, and that was really cool. Uh, I saw Mets there last year. That was a cool show. Audience didn't react to them the way I wanted them to, though. That was a, That is a heavy rock band that uh, had a bunch of 40-somethings drinking wine and standing still while strobe lights were flashing. So awkward experience, but great music, great performers. Um, the other venue that they had last year that I think they're not doing this year, was it Fletcher? Yeah, I believe they also, uh, replaced that with the Wicked Witch, which is a new venue, which I actually attended for the first time because I went to the hopscotch training there. Um, looks very interesting and it's a little bit, uh, out of the way, but I think it'll be a great addition to hopscotch overall because it's right across the street from Red Hat. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I am not disappointed to see Fletcher go. It was a weird environment for rock music i mean not really rock they had like lower key acts there but it was still it was it was a little odd we saw mount erie there and sound of series was it yeah so i mean you know rest in peace but we'll see how the wicked witch does right is that what it was yeah the wicked witch yep okay so that's kind of the idea behind it um what else did we have on the notes there Okay, uh, I guess it just that hopscotch uh, is a little different than other music festivals because it features a variety of genres yeah, they're doing quite a few this year. Uh, last year they had primarily hip hop and indie, and this year they're kind of they're tossing a little bit of country in there. And experimental. I was actually listening to a few bands I'd never heard of, and some of them were very like experimental electronic. Mm-hmm. And not to mention there's a there's there's a good presence of punk this year. Uh, I'm uh, excited about that. Yeah, yeah. I know that you're very into those those kinds of acts, and they always put on an interesting show, regardless of whether or not you like the music that much. So I'll be excited to see some of those, but. You know, nice little mix-up they got going on there, and we'll be talking about some of the punk acts that are involved uh, a little later. Uh, We do have a short list of artists that we're going to talk about and some clips that we're going to play for you. Uh, Is there anything else on the docket, or should we just jump into it? Um, No, I think we're ready to go. Okay, well, first up on the list of uh, our picks. Oh, wait, wait, we're going to do history. Ah, history. We can't forget history. History is very important. So, yeah, uh, I think I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but the festival... Uh, was started in Raleigh in 2010, so it's actually pretty new, like relatively. And it was founded by Greg Lowenhagen and Grayson Curran, who are both worked at the Indie Weekly at the time. Um, the original headliners were hip-hop group Public Enemy, uh, No Age, The Love Language, which is a local band. No Age is actually back this year. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I think there's um, a couple returning uh, uh, lead acts, like The Flaming Lips. They headlined the next year, 2011. Um, and another, uh, uh, person that headlined in 2010 was, uh, Panda Bear. And this year we have Deacon, which they're both members of, uh, the famous band Animal Collective. And, uh, yeah, so 
pretty cool. And one really awesome fact that I found out while doing some research earlier was about 20% of the artists each year are local from North Carolina. Yeah, we do have a, a good history with festivals, like promoting local talent here. Uh, in fact, two bands that have uh, members from KNC, in fact, are playing this year. There's uh, Gudaya and Heaven Send. Uh, both have members that were originally uh, personnel here at WKNC. So keep an eye out for them. They're going to be killing it this year, I think. But uh, let's see. Is there anything else that we want to toss in there, headliners for this yeah, year? Yeah, just go ahead and we can start with the headliners. So there's definitely a huge variety this year because um, usually it's uh, one big indie rock or a couple big indie rock groups and then hip-hop, but we have definitely got variety. Mm-hmm. So the main headliners just from the list here are Miguel, Nile Rogers, and Sheik, The Flaming Lips, who are a replacement for Bell and Sebastian, who uh, you're very disappointed about. Uh, they had to drop out due to other commitments, but Flaming Lips, I mean. Yeah, good replacements. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Flaming Lips, Grizzly Bear, MC5, punk band that you're excited about. Uh, the Revolution, Prince's backup musicians from when they were touring together. Uh, Division, I'm saying it right this time. Spelled. I actually, um, yeah, it's D-V-S-N. I looked them up. They are actually uh, part of Drake's crew and put that in quotations. Uh, <laughs> so they are, uh, you know, like-minded people of Drake, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And last on the list is Thundercat, who I am personally slightly familiar with. I haven't listened to a ton of his stuff, but I know his style. Uh, he collaborates frequently with Adult Swim, and we'll talk about him a little bit more in a bit. We've just got a little bit of information about each artist that we're going to talk about. But uh, I think that takes us nicely into our picks uh, for who to talk about, some folks that we're excited about seeing, and some people that we think are kind of important to this year's lineup. Uh, So first on the list, Moses Sumney. So I'm very excited about Moses Sumney. Um, I first came across his music in 2016 um, and was really impressed by his song uh, Plastic. And he happened to also be playing Moog Fest that year, which I was also attending. And I was like, wow, what a great coincidence. And so I saw him play in an up-close personal uh, venue. I think it was the the venue that's a church. So literally there were like maybe 20 people there and it I was like 10 feet away from him and he's just blown up over the past few years. Like I just keep seeing his name all over music, uh, music magazines and like he's just, you know, getting the the respect he deserves because he has a beautiful voice. Um, for those of you not familiar with Moses's music, he is more of like a soulful kind of like R&B, a little bit of like indie influence uh, artist. Um, very beautiful in general, though. Okay, cool. We'll play a quick clip of his song, Plastic, here, uh, just to let you get a little feel for it. Hopefully that gives you kind of a good feel of what he's like. Very chill vibe. Uh, soulful is, is a good word to describe it. I think that's what you said. Mm-hmm. 
So next on the list, uh, we have Liz Fair. Uh, Marissa, are you familiar with her? Yes, uh, a little bit. I actually discovered her through Hopscotch. I was uh, listening to some music over the summer, and I came across her name, and she's actually, uh, I believe, one of the biggest female indie rockers of the 90s, if I'm remembering correctly. She does appear to have been uh, around for a while. Uh, According to this, uh, her 1993 debut studio album, Exile in Guyville, was released to critical acclaim. It has been ranked by Rolling Stone as one of the 500 greatest albums of all time. And uh, her second album, Whipsmart, earned her a Grammy Award nomination for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance. And uh, it seems to continue with that trend. It's very critically acclaimed music. Yeah, so um, I really liked her first album. I listened to it, so I am looking forward to seeing her. And we'll play you a quick clip and see if you guys agree. Yep, this song is called Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, It's the remastered version. That's Liz Fair. So next on the list we have Real Estate, uh, and this is a band that I am somewhat familiar with. Uh, I reviewed their album, I want to say Atlas, uh, a while ago, uh, back in like 2016 or 2017, whenever it came out first. And uh, I wasn't super impressed, but I did, uh, or I was impressed, but it wasn't personally for me so much, but I appreciate their uh, talent and ability as musicians. Uh, they have a uh, not so much a super unique style, but they just they, they've culminated what they're doing very very well. Um, that's about the best way that I can describe them. But uh, they're um, they're they're, they're kind of lumped in with those 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 '90s bands uh, inspired groups. You know what I'm talking about? Where the 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 musicians grow up listening to like Weezer and Pavement and stuff like that. Um, you know, those are their influences, and they've 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 found a niche for themselves in the current modern rock market. If yeah, that makes sense. I'd agree. They're definitely a WKNC band. I'm probably, or I, I would assume you've probably heard them here. So, mm-hmm. we've absolutely played them uh, quite a bit here. I think over the years, uh, Atlas was a big hit around the station, even though it wasn't my thing necessarily. It was well praised, and I thought it was very professionally polished and sounded like really good for an indie album or just as an album on its own. But especially given that these guys are coming from a background of, like, not a ton of production money behind them, not, like, this huge support. Uh, They really, they knocked it out of the park with that one in terms of just polish, I think. So we'll go ahead and play a clip of their song, Beachcomber. I'm not sure if it's from that album or not, uh, but, uh, yeah, this is Beachcomber by Real Estate. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, that's correct.
All right, so hopefully that gives you a little taste of real estate. Uh, we I, I'd describe them as almost beach rock, but they, they do have more range and variety than that. You know, surf rock, not beach rock, sorry. Very different uh, if you're not familiar with those, but um, they have that kind of twangy vibe to them. They, they're chill. Yeah, nostalgic, I'd almost say. Mm-hmm. All right, next up on the list is shopping. Marissa, you want to say a word about them? Yeah, um, so uh, I'm once again, I'm pretty sure you've probably heard this band on WKNC. Uh, the song that we picked is a song I really enjoy by them, and I've definitely heard it on the station. Um, they're kind of like a, a new punk band. There's kind of a revival of that, like, seven, like late 70s, early 80s, like, um, I cannot think of a, an example, maybe like Gang of Four kind of sound. Um, and I am really enjoying the revival, so I'm pretty excited to see them. All right, cool. Well, this is The Hype by Shopping. We'll go ahead and play you a little bit of that. So uh, next up on the list, we have Lee Ronaldo and uh, Marissa, you know a little bit about this guy. Yeah, so I actually didn't know he was coming to the festival until I checked today, and I was, like, super excited. He's actually the uh, guitarist of Sonic Youth, and, um, of course, I'm sure many of you know that Sonic Youth is, like, a 90s indie powerhouse band. Um, I mean, if you listen to WKNC and you don't know about Sonic Youth, uh, where did you come from, man? Yeah, and they're they're one of my favorite bands, too, so I was... Uh, I'm pretty excited because, you know, he's a indie rock legend and I listened to a little bit of his music and you can definitely hear that, like, you can still hear that Sonic Youth inf- influence. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that because, you know, you don't always get to see these, like, musical legends every day. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're both excited to see him. I think it's going to be on my list, too, just out of curiosity, if nothing else, because, I mean, obviously this guy's a legend. Uh, but let's go ahead and play a clip here. This is Waiting on a Dream by Lee Ronaldo.
Cool. So next up on the list, we have Golden Chords uh, by Deacon. Now, Deacon is a member of Animal Collective. We talked about them a little bit earlier. They are immensely popular right now, I would say, within the um, it, it kind of like, what's the word? EDM, but not EDM. Like They're kind of, I would say they're like a, a quintessential 2000s indie rock Kind of like got experimental. Like, yeah, experimental with elements of psychedelic, I would say. Yeah, they have their very own unique sound, that's for sure. Yeah, let me read off a, a word about them here. They were formed in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, I did not know that. In 2003, uh, its members are founders, uh, members and founders are A.V. Tear, uh, David Portner is his real name, Panda Bear, Noah Lennox, uh, Deacon, Josh Dibb, and geologist Brian Weitz. That's interesting. Uh, the band's music is characterized by studio experimentation, vocal harmonies, and an exploration of various genres, which include freak folk, noise rock, ambient drone, and psychedelia. So there you have it. They actually played at Moogfest last year, and I was able to uh, experience that. They came out with um, Winston from Police Academy, uh, Michael Winslow, if you're not familiar with him. I don't, I don't know if Winston was the character's name. I'm not 100% certain on that. But it was definitely Michael Winslow, and he came out and beatboxed with them, did like a cool little startup routine uh, they had a very intricate light show. It was very impressive. Um, they're not super my thing. It's a, it's a little too experimental for me, but I do appreciate the uh, the artistry that they have and just like the incredible polish and experimentation that they do. They're they're really pushing the boundaries of what you can do with that kind of that genre, that music. If that makes sense, I'm being very vague here, but you know how it is. Until you've heard Animal Collective, you can't really describe it. So I but think you're, you're doing about the best. To, so. <laughs> Well, at least a little bit of Animal Collecting, uh, Collective. This is Golden Chords by Deacon. Next on the list, we have the Flaming Lips, uh, obviously legends and icons. Uh, they are just utterly fantastic. Uh, if you know anything by them, you know that they're wildly experimental. They touch on psychedelic. They really just are veterans in the field of 90s like alt-rock uh, with a touch of progressive. Uh, 
I you know, I don't know their in-depth history, but I can tell you these guys have been around for a while. They're still out there just kicking, you know what I mean? Uh, you got your lead singer, Wayne Coyne. He is uh, an icon in and of himself. They always wear these fantastic outfits, and Wayne's got this very distinct appearance. He was recently on an episode of Hot Ones, if you watch that YouTube series. And uh, the band, the entire band was the subject of an episode of Portlandia, uh, and one of their best episodes in the last season, I might say. Uh, there's really a lot of mythos surrounding the Flaming Lips, uh, and you know I think that kind of lends to their credence as artists. They've built uh, an image for themselves from the ground up that has stuck around just as much as their music has, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's part of what makes them really interesting, and it's part of what makes their stage shows so utterly amazing. But uh, if you if you listen to anything by The Flaming Lips, just a place to get started. Their most famous album, I think, by far, is uh, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots, and that is a concept album that uh, has most of, like, their bigger hits on it. It's really, really interesting. Uh, even if you don't entirely dig the musical direction on some of the tracks, you can appreciate the full piece uh, so, you know, check that out if you're interested. Uh, but uh, I'm going to play my favorite Flaming Lips song, which is not on that album at all. And I think most people don't actually know about it. Uh, this is She Don't Use Jelly by the Flaming Lips. So yeah, I uh, absolutely adore that song. Uh, just a classic in my book. Hopefully it's wormed its way into your hearts or your ears. Next on the list, we have Grizzly Bear. You may be familiar with this artist from that Pandora station you made when you were 15. Uh, that's certainly how I know them. Two weeks was a jam for me, like sophomore year of high school. I listened to it on repeat and thought I was going insane because I was reading the plot summary to House of Leaves, which is another book that makes you feel like you're going insane. Uh, but that song, it's it's really just kind of this ethereal thing. You know what I mean? It worms its way into your head, and you you just can't let go of it. It makes you feel like you're going crazy in a sense, or at least it did for me. Yeah, and I'd say they're definitely like, we were saying a quintessential like 2000s, like 
indie pop, like with Vampire Weekend and The Shins, maybe. At least that's who I was listening to yeah, at the same time. They, they're, they're up there. And people still like really respect these guys. They're putting out quality stuff. They're a lot bigger than uh, a lot of the other indie pop that I think you and I are both very familiar with. And somehow they've kind of slipped by both of us, despite the fact that we both know that one song. But I'm still going to go. I think uh, I think that's going to be a really interesting concert. Uh, and they're definitely like big in their field. So... We'll play a clip from two weeks here, just to refresh your memory of sophomore year of high school, if you're anything like me. That is a blast from the past for me. Uh, up next, we have Speedy Ortiz. Now, I'm not super familiar with these guys, but I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, I've heard some of the members were in another big band, but I can't remember what it's called. Uh, their Wikipedia page describes their genres as indie rock, alternative rock, grunge, noise pop. So they've got, like, you can kind of get a feel for what they're going to sound like if you're anything familiar with any of those genres, really. I'd say they'd be good for fans of people like Pale Hound or maybe... Um What's that band you really like, Nick, that we went to see recently? Oh, God. Uh, there's so many bands. Uh, what were they like? What were they like? Describe the them. The one with the Tibetan pop stars. What's that band? Oh, that's Hopalong. Hopalong. I, you know, so much information in my brain, I couldn't remember. But if, if it's kind of like if you combined Hopalong and Pale Hound and added a little grunginess to it. At least that's how I see it. Interesting. That kind of sounds a bit like BC Camp Light to me, but I could be totally wrong on that. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll play a clip of them. Ma- mainly, we're excited for these guys because I think we both heard like insanely good things about them. They're popular here around the station. I know that much, and they played a couple of house shows in the area. So uh, I, I think they're local, maybe at this point, or at least they come around here enough. They're not local, but they're like they're kind of veterans of like the K and C sound. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, here's a here's a clip of their song "Raising the Skate."
Okay. And that is Speedy Ortiz for you. Maybe you got a taste of it. Maybe uh, you're about as you know experienced with them as we are. But I think it'll be an exciting show. Definitely kind of up your alley, Marissa. Yeah, definitely. Uh, on the, the list for next, we have a band that uh, comes around here a lot, or rather an artist. Uh, Waxahachie, very popular in the indie scene. We play, uh, we play her a lot. Uh, and we have the song La Luz queued up. I've been on a Waxahachie binge recently because I know that I enjoy their music. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to, like, hear more of it before I go and see, you know, the band in person. They, I think, I'm not sure if it's a solo project or a band, but anyway, they have a really good sound. It's a very, like, lo-fi but kind of simplistic. Yeah, it's it's not pure indie pop, but it has that sort of flair to it. And it's it, it's got it can be rock, but it, it can also be like any pop, like fused together almost seamlessly. Hard to describe in, in a breath, but it's it's. I think the main appeal of Waxahachie is just kind of this chill vibe, you know. She's very vulnerable in her lyrics too. Um, I've only listened to one of her albums, but you know she talks about I believe her grandma and one of them, and like her you know her love affairs, and I just really like that about her too. Yeah, Ivy Trip was an album of the year for a lot of people. Uh, and that has some bangers on it, if I do say so myself. And I reviewed Waxahachie's most recent album, I think it was called Out in the Storm, uh, when it came out, and I really enjoyed that. Some people around the station were playing that quite a bit. Uh, so, you know, popular artists, you know, very popular around here at the very least. We're all very excited to hear them. Uh, so we'll go ahead and play La Luce by Waxahachie. I know it's their most popular song, but hey, jam. if you haven't heard of them, it is a jam. It's a jam indeed. And that's Waxahachie for you. So we're most of the way through our list here. But up next is one of my personal most anticipated acts, uh, Swearin'. Uh, I'm not, like, super invested in all of their songs, right? But they have this one song that we're going to play called Watered Down that I am just off the rails for. I love this song. I've listened to it on repeat, like, multiple nights in a row. It's so good. And I've recently, like, downloaded their albums and started listening to them. And they, they just have, like, a great vibe. They're varied, but they're also, like, similar enough in their content so that you're not getting a surprise when you listen to them. 
they're just like they're fun. They're a fun band to listen to, even if I'm not like memorizing all of their tracks yet. But Watered Down, I I have got that in like every good playlist. So I'm I'm excited to see this band. I really hope they play this song. If not, I'll still have a good time, but I'll be disappointed. Uh, but this is Watered Down by Swearin'. So we'll go ahead and play a good minute thirty seconds of this. I think. Yeah. All the way up. Love that song. Love it to death. Really excited. Up next, Thundercat. Now, this is a huge headliner. Uh, Thundercat, if you're not familiar with him, which, I mean, you may already be. He's getting up there. Uh, is a huge collaborator with, like, a lot of popular artists. Just going through his Wikipedia page right here. I'll read off, read off some of the names that he's worked with. Uh, we have Flylo. We have Kendrick Lamar on To Peppa Butterfly and Damn. Uh, Kamasi Washington, Kirk Knight, Taylor McFerrin, Erika Badu. I can never say that right. Erika Badu. There we go. Um, Kimbra, Childish Gambino, uh, Mac Miller, Vic Mensa, Suicidal Tendencies, Kaziah Jones, uh, Bilal, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, Ty Dolla Sign, and Nerd, or N-E-R-D. Uh, I think that's the album name, rather. But, uh, yeah, or it could be the band. Taking a gamble here, trying to assume things about names that I'm seeing on a Wikipedia page. But you get the point. He's worked with some big names out there. He's a very talented producer and artist, and he's got his own solo work that's also, like, just crazy and wild and out there. Uh, but also, like, it, it, it can be really, like, soothing and chill and stuff. That's the, the variety song that we're going to play. But you know, he can also get really wacky. If you've ever seen any of his music videos, they're, like, a uh, sketch out of Eric Andre. And he's also worked with Adult Swim a lot. He recently released a single for their line of, like, I don't know if they have a record label or what their deal is, but they've putting out a lot of singles from artists on their YouTube channel. They recently had Waves. They had Thundercat. They've had a good variety of people come in and do stuff for them. And uh, they're giving a lot of promotion to uh, independent artists that I think could use it. So I'm, like, super happy about that. But Thundercat's popped up on that. He goes on to, you know, TV shows like Jimmy Kimmel and, and does, like, crazy segments and stuff. Uh, he's just he's an interesting character. He's really interesting to watch perform. He dresses up like Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z sometimes, so that's also cool. Uh, familiarize yourself with him if you haven't already, but he's going to be an awesome show, and I'm excited to go see him. So we're going to play uh, just a little bit of Them Changes by Thundercat coming up here in just a second.
That's Thundercat for you. Uh, that was really smooth and soulful, but he has like a really wacky side. He comes up with some crazy stuff that he puts out. You just really check him out if you haven't already, I think, if you uh, enjoy that kind of stuff. Uh, up next, we have uh, Sheik and Nile Rogers. Really, Nile Rogers is who's performing, I think, but they said with Sheik. Yeah, I think um, I think Nile Rogers, what I've gotten the impression of is he's another one of these kind of like artist uh, collaborator types, um, but he's a lot older. He has been around since the 70s making, you know, hits. Um, he was like a big disco dude. Yeah, actually, um, what I was trying to find earlier was he helped with the song Les Freak, which, you know, I think we all know that song, which I was surprised to find that out. Um, he's also collaborated with uh, Madonna on Like a Virgin, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, let me read off the list of people that he's collaborated with here. Uh, Sister Sledge, Diana Ross, Philip Bailey, Thompson Twins, Sheena Easton, David Bowie, Brian Ferry, Duran Duran, Madonna, NXS, Britney Spears, Spoons. More recently, Daft Punk, Pharrell Williams, Avicii, Disclosure, Sam Smith, Pitbull, Lady Gaga, Kylie Minogue, Max Pizzali. I don't know how to read that one. Nervo, Laura Mulva, or Mvula, that's a hard one, Sagala, Keith Urban, Christina Aguilera, and George Michael. That's a lot of people that are really famous that he's worked with. He also, like, I know we mentioned David Bowie. I have a couple songs right here. He did Let's Dance, which I don't know that much David Bowie, but I really like that song. That's one of his biggest hits. Yeah, it's a good song. So, I mean, this, you know, this guy's a powerhouse in the kind of, like, I guess, 70s, 80s sound. Yeah, and he's still out there rocking disco. Also, fun little, like, note just at the bottom of his Wikipedia summary. Uh, he was appointed chairman of the Songwriters Hall of Fame in July 2018. Wow, that was recent, too. Yeah, so this guy, he's got some he's got some clout, let's say that much. Uh, but we're going to play a little bit of a uh, song, I'll Be There, uh, with Sheik. Uh, and that is coming up right now. to the disco scene.
And last on the list of our anticipated, like, interesting artists. Uh, and these guys are also kind of a headliner, I think. Uh, yeah. So this is MC5. Uh, Marissa, you're you're more into these guys than I am, I think. Yeah, I'm actually, I just recently found out about them, but they are one of the, like, older punk bands, so they've been in the scene for quite a while. Formed in Lincoln Park, Michigan in 1964. So yeah, like I said, they are tre- true, like, uh, forerunners of the, the the genre. Yeah, they're like classic punk. They're going to come out there and, and, and give everyone a blast from the past, from a year before most of the attendees were born, I'm, I'm sure, but uh, they'll, they'll probably put on one hell of a show. Uh, I am personally like super blown away by this uh, an artist that I love named Delicate Steve that I think most people aren't like super familiar with, but he's worked with like a lot of popular indie acts like Dirty Projectors, etc. Um, they did a single with him. I didn't like it at all, but that's still exciting to me. So I thought I'd mention that. I think it's really cool because Delicate Steve doesn't get enough love, even if he did diss me on Twitter. Uh, yeah, we're gonna play one song by MC5. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about them? Uh, nothing, but I just hope it's going to be a rowdy show because, you know, that's what punk's good for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to play Kick Out the Jams by them, and hopefully it's fully clean. Pretty sure it is. 90%. So that's pretty much everyone that we have, like, hotly anticipated. Uh, we didn't talk about, uh, who was it that was, like, really big on the list as well that we just didn't... Oh, Miguel. Miguel. Uh, some of the other headliners we didn't we didn't really talk about because those aren't really super high up on our list. But there was one that you liked, I think, that you uh, didn't didn't mention anything about. Um, you know, honestly, I can't remember. I know I was really hyped for Bell and Sebastian, but as we mentioned, they had other commitments. A devastating loss... With yes. a fantastic game. I, uh, well, I was very upset. I, I tried to see Bell and Sebastian a couple years ago, and I failed many times. That and, was a catastrophe for you. There were so many openings to see it, and you missed every yeah, single one. I think I'm cursed. So if they're out there listening, you guys got to come back to Raleigh. <laughs> Please, Bell and Sebastian, just for Marissa. But uh, that that's about it for our list of artists. Uh, Marissa, you want to tell them where they can find out more? Yeah, Um. so... The Hopscotch website is really helpful. Um, that's actually where we have been looking to find out about the artists we like. It has a little bio about most of them, uh, like uh, what we were kind of reading off. Uh, there's also the schedule there. So if you want to figure out what coordinates with your ticket or your time slot, um, I'm sure if you are going, a lot of you are volunteering like me. me so you got to figure out, you know, who you can see during your time. Um, just also in general, it's just a really 
helpful website. Mm-hmm. They have everything that you need to know about the festival and its performers. So if you're interested in finding out more, you can go to hopscotchmusicfest.com uh, and then forward slash, slash schedule if you want to see the specific places and times where people are playing. But that is about all for us this week. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on this beautiful Tuesday evening, assuming you've been listening to this live. As always, if you heard anything you liked, you hated, or anything that made you think, let us know at publicaffairs at wknc.org. And be sure to check out our blog at wknc-eot.tumblr.com. Our intro music for today's show and every other show was Connie by L1011. And you can catch another episode of Eye on the Triangle next week right here on WKNC. I've been Nick. And I've been Marissa. Thank you for listening.